Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, January 17th, ahead of the Celtics game against the Spurs, which is going on tonight. You guys are obviously listening to this uh, as early as 5 a.m. the next morning, but we will get to all of that. A bunch of stuff to go over today. Some trade rumors in the NBA section per usual. usual. Uh, But we are here before the Spurs game. Sam, how are you? We we always start with with just... I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm hungry. My stomach just growled. So I'm sitting here thinking about like my first snack of the day. Uh, probably get Jersey Mike's per usual. And then uh, maybe when I get home, I'll snack on Impopnito. And if you're wondering about Impopnito, it's true. we're still doing it. It's just before the email section. Last time we made the change, and I think we both just kind of forgot about it. But if you're looking for the popcorn yeah. giveaway, it's still happening. It's in the middle of the video. So make sure you still comment what's popping to be entered because we're still giving away ten dollars to the website. You can buy yourself a free bag, essentially. Correct. Yes. How are you? I I will say I'm good. And you said hungry, and I realized I hadn't eaten yet today because I woke up right before we recorded talking seas. Which go listen to if you haven't. And this is staring me in the face on my desk. So I think it might be a sign. It is gonna have to happen here, brother. Chick Fil A over by my Jersey Mike's. Maybe I'll be (sighs) persuaded, but I won't. Just sitting here thinking about the juice. Chick-fil-A is so good, man. Jersey um, Mike's also so good, but yeah. Very you know what's funny is when people ask me how I am and I realize this, I never like ask back. I explain and then like either the conversation goes on with like whatever I talked about <laughs> or like it ends. So maybe it's uh, an only child thing. I was gonna say it's yeah. only child syndrome. Right? I never am like, oh, how, how about you? Like I'll try and give you a real answer though. I won't just be like good. <laughs> it's it's from years of uh from years of parents going how are you and you're just like i'm good as a kid and then there's no how other child today? good end of conversation yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's it not how was yeah. how was your sibling school i was henry's school i was great and you're just like i don't care what about what about him press conference yeah right <laughs> uh anyways we can throw it over to a recap of the Celtics spurs game now hopefully we get to talk about jordan walsh but we shall see how that game went all right, thank you to our past selves for throwing it over to me and Sam, who are here after the Celtics win over the San Antonio Spurs, 117-98, to uh, although that score probably doesn't really do the game justice. The Celtics are up by much more than that, uh, and they very much played with their food for the entirety of the second half of the game. Uh, they kind of just messed around, did whatever. I mean, you don't want to see it, but it, it it happens, right? Like, they were doing some fancy behind-the-back stuff. They were putting Nibi out there. Jordan Walsh got minutes into the game, which we can talk about, but it never really got too, too close. I think it got down to 13 midway through the third, and then Jason Tatum was like, all right, I'm going to end it again with a step-back three and put him to bed again. Um, everybody on the Spurs outside of Victor Wimbanyama and Devin Vassell was garbage, didn't even get to 10 points. Uh, and meanwhile, the Celtics, without Kristaps Porzingis or Derek White, 
just clicking in all cylinders. Jason Tatum, uh, not the most efficient night, but like not a bad efficient night. 24 points, five rebounds, two assists. Uh, Jalen Brown, 21 points on efficient shooting, uh, seven rebounds, five assists. Drew Holiday, 22, uh, tied his season high, which he just put up Monday. Luke Cornett got in the starting lineup, played well. Al made three of his four threes. Sam was texting me saying he's been on fire, which he has been. Pritchard, another solid game from him again. Hauser made a three. Like everybody was, it was giving the Spurs the business in this one. Eight rebounds, uh, four offensive for Nemi, although he. A little bit of stat padding for Nimi in there. Don't worry about it. Uh, but, I mean, uh, we'll talk about the game a little bit. We'll talk about some fun quotes that came from tonight. But another pretty dominant victory for the Celtics, which Justin Turpin of WEI, let me know. It's their 20th home win. Of those 20 home wins, 12 have been by double digits or more. So pretty pretty good so far. And I think they're, I think they're a plus 330-something at home this year, which is uh, quite the stat. Quite the stuff. underrated aspect of the home win streak that I didn't realize until watching this game. They put on the broadcast. These are all Mike Gorman games. They're just not losing in Gorman's final season True. when he's calling the game. So that kind of rules. Um, as far as this game in particular goes, they kind of let the Spurs hang around for a little bit. And then they ballooned it out before halftime. They got for real. Third quarter was a little bit more of the dicking around like, oh, wait, it's 13. They were just up 30. What the hell? But they stepped on the gas enough to get Jordan Walsh in the game, which is kind of what I was looking forward to the most in this game because we kind of knew it. We did the video yesterday. We were like, oh, is he going to play? You know how you speculated like, oh, they think it's the Spurs. They think they can get him the minutes. Uh, You want to know why I think your speculation was correct? Because when I got in the elevator after the game, the entire main G League team was with me. So I think they knew he was probably going to play in this one. <laughs> yep. It was it was perfect spot. Like, whole roster. game. Whole roster. It, I mean, listen, if you really want to get into it, that crowd was juiced for Jordan Walsh. You had a late Sam. game build of anticipation <laughs> as if it was Paul Pierce's last game and the crowd was rising to its feet as he took a three to try and get on the scoreboard. It was crazy how much these was people unlike were anything I've seen. You were there. Go ahead. Dude, it was nuts. He got in the game. Tons of cheers when he got him. There was a Jordan Walsh chant from someone in the crowd. I think it might have been like somebody new or maybe the main Celtics who started it. Uh, he spoke in the locker room, so I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But yeah. Okay. Um, but when he was in the game, every time he got a rebound, yeah. And then yeah. he got the ball. It was like, oh, and then he passed it, and they were like, oh. Like, you could hear the ebbs and flows in the crowds. It was nuts. These guys just were, were so hyped for Jordan Walsh. It was super fun, super cool to see. Uh, and then he took a long three, and he just bricked it so bad yeah. when he got his one shot. But he grabbed four rebounds, and Noah Dalzell of Celtics Log was tweeting out after the game. She goes, how many rebounds did he get? And we were like, uh, I don't know. He got four rebounds. And she was like, how many minutes did he play? And she, we go like three minutes. And she goes, I'm tweeting out, that's 48 rebounds per 36. It's pretty I'm like You can't fucking tweet that. That's not journalism. Uh, but I think she did. It was funny. But the whole vibes around the Jordan Walsh playing was awesome. It was very fun. Um, it, it was it was really cool to see uh, the, the crowd and the team sort of rally around him. I wasn't sure he was going to get in. With about four minutes to go, Banton, Svee, walked over to the table there. I was like, oh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Is, are they going to dick him again today? I, I was like half thinking they might. 
I was ready to go. I had the Adam Silver meme primed up in the drafts, texted Jack about it, and I was like, this would really suck if he just doesn't play. But no, he got in, and like you said, he was all over the glass, so that was pretty cool. But this was a pretty good display from Jason Tatum. He came out really early in this one and started drilling shots. He did the little Jalen Brown impression where he was like, wait, you have this smaller Trey Jones guarding me? No problem. I'll just look like Chris stops and shoot over him effortlessly. And he got off to a really hot start. He made shots at big points in this game to his credit. And he looked like the best guy on the floor as he should. So I was, I was pretty happy to see that the continued great play from him rolls on. And, you know, as Denver comes to town on Friday, you're going to need him to step up and, and fire on all cylinders with Jokic there. And there's no Grant Williams to slow him down. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it, Jordan Walsh was awesome. It was very fun to see them rally around him. It was the whole game was like I said, the second half was like a circus. It was just kind of like when Bidiyama was the main attraction, and then Jordan Walsh took over as the final act for TD Garden. Um, when Bidiyama was the most popular opposing player I've seen outside of maybe Steph Curry at TD Garden, uh, I was not in the finals, but like in the regular season game, Steph's I mean, he's a very popular guy. Uh, it was crazy to see all the fans turn out for him. Um, the ebbs and flows, like when he got the ball, when he did stuff, it was like, what? Like, like uh, it was a lot of shock. It wasn't necessarily cheering. I, I, he did got some cheers when he got introduced, but like, it was mostly when he was doing stuff, it was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like you could, you could feel that going through the building, which was fun to hear and, and interesting to listen, play out. Um, <clears throat> like I said, good game for Jalen Brown. Good Luke Cornett game again in the starting lineup. Six, nine, and four with three blocks. Him and Nimi were doing a pretty good job of just shutting down Wembenyama. I say shutting down. Wemby had 27 on 10 of 19 shooting, but like he wasn't as effective as he normally is uh, or as he could have been. Five turnovers, and a lot of his shots that he made were, you know, not in the paint. I think at one point he was like two of five in the paint. So like they were doing a good job of stopping him down low. Uh, and realistically just restricting the Spurs from killing them from anywhere else because outside of when Binyama and Vassell it was a uh we can just say a pretty poor shooting night for the Spurs uh, in this one who are not a very good team evidently but good for the Celtics yeah, for uh taking care of business yeah, we did have the guy fun. tweeted us that was like Celtics are playing the worst team in the league which is actually just not true yeah it's factually incorrect Pistons, <laughs> Wizards die it's true. They're still there, buddy. They, they got less wins than San Antonio. Um, Wembenyama. Crazy. Mm. My craziest Wembenyama play was not a make. It mm. was the cut he had back door. And they just, like, dished him the ball. He didn't turn around and just tried to catch and, like, put it over his head to, like, tap it in. It, was a, it ended up being a foul call, I think, on O'Shea. But I was mm. like, oh, my God, they just tried to do. Do you remember when? Do you remember what it I was? I believe it was Utah inbounded the ball against the OKC Thunder like this was years ago. And with he like tapped Trevor Booker. And he yeah. tapped it up. That's what they tried to yeah. do with Wemby, but it was right under the basket. And there was plenty <laughs> of time left. And you said Brissett fouled him? I believe it was Brissett. I want to try to find. I don't remember it. what quarter it was in, though, so I I could be wrong. Uh, but it was one of the more like, wow, they really tried that. And then, of course, there was the weird hook shot dunk over Luke Cornett that Luke Cornett was laughing at. 
as they walked yeah. down the floor, like the broadcast just got him with this big smirk on his face. He was like, I didn't know you mm-hmm. could do that. Brissett didn't have any fouls in this game. Oh, that's the fourth quarter. Let's see. Did Brissett have any fouls? Now I want to find it. Brissett did not have any fouls in this game. So it was unfortunately uh, I don't know. him. You're cooked. Then. Um, my thanks my craziest um was it a foul against Wimbanyama? well now i want to find it sorry you, you've done it, it was free throws I, I don't remember who fouled oh, oh okay if he free throws i can find it but my craziest Wimbanyama thing which i can also find um at some point was he was going out of bounds and he reached his arms all the way behind him and tried to save it from like his back like his arms are just so long that he was able to outstretch his arms and like like going out of bounds, like grab it from behind and then like try to flick it back behind his back. Like he was facing the correct way when in reality he was like falling out of bounds and he still managed to like make a play on the ball. He is truly incredible to watch. Like, like he is he also going has incredible quickly... touch. Yeah. Some of the, it's some nuts. of the layups he was getting to drop over really good Celtic defense. I mean, I know you mentioned the two of five in the paint at one point, but in the second half, when he started to get a couple to drop, they were crazy <laughs> reach around, like flip off the glass with the left hand, despite two guys on him. And these were not easy looks. Like the soft touch he displayed is unlike just about anything I'd seen, except Tatum had pretty good touch in this game, too. He had, he had some pretty crazy makes on the drive. He did. Yeah, no, Wembenyama is quickly going to become one of those like Jokic, LeBron, et cetera, players that you're just like, yeah, I'd like to see that guy in person. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that is a guy I want to spend my money to go make sure I get a chance to see before he retires. Um, he was awesome. He was very fun. I say retires and he's like 19. You know what I'm saying though? Like he's one, if you're only going to go to one or two games in your life, like you only, like, that's just what you do. Like he's going to be one you target and go to look at. Um, he was awesome. Again, shout out to Al again. Big shooting night from him. <laughs> the uh, man doesn't miss. He hit the Drew. he hit a pump fake sidestep three at the buzzer to end the first half. Yeah. That's when you know you're cooked. <clears throat> Al's doing that to you. Just go home. And then there is Drew Holiday, who was six of seven in this game after a four of six game against the Raptors. And that's all following one of four, oh of four, two of ten. So he's turned it around in a big way from behind the three-point line. He's been huge for them. Shout out O'Shea hanging in there, grabbing his boards too. Hmm. Do you buy into this? So there was one shot that Drew Holiday made, and you could even throw in the Al Horford shot to this, where the shot clock was running down. He had no choice but to shoot the ball, so he created his look from three and didn't even hit the rim, like went straight through. Hmm. Do you buy in that these guys might have a little bit of relief when they know they have to shoot the ball? Like it almost feels like they make more of these shots because they're relaxed. There's no pressure to make the right decision. There is no decision to be made except for make sure you get that shot up, buddy. I feel like there is a bit of that. I think it definitely makes it less. I don't know if less pressure is the right word, but it's less to think about for sure. Like there's less going on. You're just like, I just got to get the shot up. Like that's my only option now. I don't like you said. So I I do think there's a truth to that. It's like playing one on one versus playing with your five on five group. And you're just like, oh, like. I'm not letting anybody down if I miss this. And you it just simplifies feel more comfortable. Things. Yeah. The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 
That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Definitely. Um, anything else from the game before we get into some of the quotes and some fun stuff like from the night? I uh, thought it was a good hustle game for O'Shea. O'Shea Brissett yeah, really impressed me today, and I've been waiting for him to make threes. He was 0-1. He got to the rim a couple times despite not being a great shooter, using a pump fake, the defense biting on the pump fake, <laughs> and then just well? comfortably getting himself to the basket. So... Out. Credit to him, just creating looks for himself at areas where he is strongest. Credit to O'Shea, yes, but does that say more about him or the defense? <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Like Spurs not stopping sure. a whole lot of anybody mm-hmm. this year. Yes, 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 uh, definitely. But <clears throat> good O'Shea game. Jordan Walsh was fun. We talked about him. Drew Holiday, good. All these guys, the Jays were obviously great. Um, before the game, Bobby Manning went to ask Greg Popovich about Derek White, uh, and he went on this unprovoked tangent because so Derek White didn't play in this game because he hurt his ankle <clears throat> two nights ago. As you're listening to this, or three nights ago, as you're listening to this, in in the Raptors game, he turned his ankle, and Greg Popovich's response to uh, to <laughs> Bobby's question, he goes, "He's afraid of us. He's not playing tonight. He's sitting it out." I had stuff planned for him. We were just going to destroy him. So he sat out. He just started like randomly ripping into Derek. Uh, jokingly, obviously, he went on like. Wait, did you see what he was wearing? He might have had the longest sweatshirt tie like strings I've ever seen. I think they went all the way down to his knees. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> I didn't see. No, on I didn't the bench. See. It was either that or he had like a he had some weird necklace he was wearing then. I'm sorry to like disrupt the pop thing, but this made me think of it because he's he did sit out. I I gotta see if I can find a clip. Hold on, I'm gonna go on Twitter. You can uh, continue. Sure. Uh, yeah, no pop just ripped into him. He went on to say like, uh, I'm thrilled for him. Like like Bobby kind of phrased it like, is it upsetting or is it like frustrating to know like you traded this guy he's doing so well he's like no of course not i'm thrilled for him blah blah blah. said he worked his ass off he said worked his fanny off popped in swear but still uh said he gained confidence he's called him a wonderful young man like a lot of love between pop and white there um talking about victor he said he's the most mature 20 year old ever but then somebody asked him he started he's like so uh there's this like campaign to get Derek white into the all-star game and pop just goes oh great <laughs> just doesn't give a shit. Just doesn't care. And oh, then he I said, like, yeah, we're gonna destroy him now. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, like, uh talked about like players getting in because they have better numbers. He's like, we all know it's true. It's always happened. Like, it wouldn't be surprising if he doesn't get in because of that. Uh, and then post game, there was a lot of fun stuff um <clears throat> as well. I asked uh Joe went right back at me 
Um, I was asking about transition defense, and the Celtics like did all right in transition defense in this game. There were a few that were like rough, and I basically asked him like, do you treat transition defense the same like off of makes versus off of misses? And he's like, yeah, we have to. Like, it's the same thing. We had to get it back. And I was asking him like, you called a timeout in the fourth quarter um, when Devin Vassell got out in transition after a Drew Holiday make, uh, and you called a quick timeout. Like, what do you say after those timeouts? And he just goes, no, that was our media timeout. He goes, when was it? I go, 6.30. He's like quizzing me. He's like, he's like 6.30. He goes, there's one in the first half too, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, when was it? I'm like, I'm reading the timestamps because I have my little notebook out. <laughs> and Joe's just like ripping off questions. I'm like, yo, I, ha- I have the answers for you. Like, I know when they are. Like, I'm going back. I wonder if you are in um, disrespect. <clears throat> hopefully. That'd be cool. And then uh, I asked Jalen. So there was a play. Let me pull it up. <clears throat> you remember Jalen's super cool assist to O'Shea Brissett? Yeah, there was that one, and then he threw the ball away in the first half trying to go behind the back. Correct. Now, the con- let me let me pull up both quick. Um, so the context of those, I asked him after the game, because after the O'Shea Brissett one, he pointed to the bench, and I was like, who is he pointing to? And I just wanted to know who he's pointing to. So uh, before we do that, let me, let me show you the clip. So Jalen Brown turned the ball over on the tried to be super cool. That's uh, right. Let's see if I can find it. I think this is it. Yeah. <laughs> so this one was in the first half. Jalen Brown tries to pass the ball to Peyton Pritchard um, and just wildly misses behind the back pass. Uh, as you see here, bang, yep. not even close, right to Jeremy Sohan. Uh, and then later in the, in the second half, um, is my computer a black screen for you too? Okay, here we are. Yeah. Uh, here we go. We're back. We're back. Um, this play, you see it now? Yes. Okay. This play, Jalen, the turnover obviously gets it between the legs to O'Shea set for the layup, and then he points to the bench. Oh, there's there's your Derek White. Look screen. at how long they are. Yeah, there you go. I, um, I couldn't find it on Twitter. I'm so excited that I that we've stumbled upon it. Those but, are the uh, longest hoodie ties I've ever seen. Yes. I asked Jalen about this after the game. I wanted to know who he was pointing to. And he was like, oh, yeah, they were they were giving me shit for my behind-the-back pass in the first half. And I had to let them know that I did it correctly. Peyton just runs too fast, man. I, I lost him. And I said, who was giving you shit? He goes, it was Derek. Derek was like, I don't know about that. He so apparently Derek White was uh, giving Jalen Brown some shit on the bench for his bad pass, and he had to prove it to him. Uh, and I thought that was funny, but. I don't know if there's anything else. It was a pretty straightforward blowout. We've had a lot of these this season, which is good. I'm fine with it. This is sick. Uh, you know what's awesome thoughts? is when they go yeah. up a lot of points, they just stay up a lot of points. Insurance is starting to got- become obsolete. <clears throat> the insurance company has gone under. Yeah. Tough. They got them. nothing to sell. <clears throat> nothing. Not buying what they're selling. Any final thoughts? No. All right. We'll get on out of here. Throw it over to the rest of the pod. All right, and we are back. We definitely had different outfits on outfits on for that one because we were in very different locations. We'll both be in different locations. Jack is gone at the very uh, least. Yeah, I, I think we'll be switching the sweatshirts. Actually, I might wear this. I, I haven't worn the sweatshirts. What's wrong with that one? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I guess it's profanity on the front. Yeah, you know, just the blankness <laughs> is the pretty blank. profane. <laughs> Nothing on it, but. Uh, that said, the first Celtics thing we got today is friend of the pod, Jake Fisher, um, wrote about Derek White a little bit, spoke to Derek White. Uh, and Derek White 
said this of his his play, etc. When I go out there, I'm not trying to make it look good. I'm just trying to win games and do everything I can on both sides. And I think that's what those numbers reflect. Uh, Derek White, obviously, as we're recording this, the last game was the Raptors game. He had a big shot in that one um, in the corner. Two months after, he had a big shot in the other corner against the Raptors in Toronto. In a couple a weeks after, game. he made a big shot in OKC. Though yeah. Went, you know, unrewarded. <laughs> the mirror of the Raptor shots were nuts. After that game, uh, Derek White also talked about, you know, how good uh, that sort of thing. He said, just keep believing in the work. Uh, trust what you do. It's going to turn for you about his slump and that stuff like that. Um, De- also, I mean, we talk about Derek White a lot on this pod. I'm a big fan, obviously. This, this can turn into like you talking to your drunk friends and like trying to remember like, oh, this guy put it this college. Derek White also hit like a crazy step back against the Raptors at the Garden. He hit that Did like he? isolation fall away three yes, in the game yes. that like nobody played. On in. the wing. If you're a yeah. Raptors fan, you just have to hate that guy. He's just always there, like making shots to hurt your feelings. He loves playing the Raptors, apparently. <laughs> he just loves it. He can't get enough. Uh, Derek White's awesome, though. I mean, we've talked about it enough. I will say he was struggling for a little while there, uh, maybe affecting his all-star push, but he is he is making a push at the good time. He so. got bumped up in 2K. Now, I don't play the Ooh. game anymore, but I do get a kick out of the ratings, and he's at 85. What uh, eighty five? He's at eighty five. That's like, that's all star level. That's like yeah, that's all star next year number. Uh, if they I still have, a... have that, I don't even know if they still have the little circles next to that. players. I don't think so. Because when you said that, indicator. when you said that, I thought you were talking about me. I was like, "What is wrong with my camera?" So I didn't even know what you were referencing. So I don't know if they still. Have... No, but you, you know what I mean, right? Like at their feet, like if they're good at threes, they used to have the three in the oh. whole circle, and then they had the star if they were eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. When you said that, I thought you were talking about like the roster screen where their name is. So like that's immediately what I thought of. But I I do oh, know what you're talking yeah. about. No, I know what you're talking about. That makes I sense. think that's gone. I wonder what year that came out. It's, I think it's been a couple years, but sad. yeah, I don't think it's there anymore. But uh, I will say, I do think Derek White has a legitimate st- shot, excuse me, at the All Star team, especially if he does this. And I stand on this argument for it. The coaches are the ones voting, they know who makes the impact when they're making their game plan. Derek White impacts winning quite literally more than anybody else in the NBA this year. Literally, like by, by the numbers, he impacts winning more than any other player in the league. He leads the league in plus minus by a pretty significant amount. Uh, I'll double check here because I think the Raptors game helped his his lead on the league. He's at he has contributed to plus 34 board points than any other player in the NBA. And that's over Nikola Jokic in second. <laughs> like that's a pretty significant number if you ask me. That's kind of insane. And for what it's worth, the top five guys are the top four guys right after him are going to be all-stars. Nikola Jokic, Shea, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jason Tatum. All, like, all going to be all-stars. And then yeah. Eric White in first place. Without a doubt. And it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine that's a Heat fan yesterday, and he sent us a tweet where it has, like, Derek White's numbers. And it also had Jaime Hawkins' numbers. And they are kind of similar. Like, points are similar, rebounds are similar, assists are half of what White averages. Uh, the shooting percentages are somewhat similar. His three-point mm. percentage is down at 35. It's not as efficient. But the thing that's not featured there is steals and blocks and also plus-minus. And I was like, well, he's also like an all-defensive player, and he's also the best plus-minus in the league. 
And plus minus can be subjective, and it is largely. Like if you just had Derek White, nobody else, the team would not be as great. Sure. That's the case for the rest of the guys at the top two. Like Max has got to be, the Sixers have a good team, Denver has a good team, and so on. But you're right in the sense that even if Tatum's not out there, he can still be a guy that you're like, hey, help us run the offense. You can create shots. You can force the defense to work extra hard, so do it. You play excellent defense. Pick up the best uh, perimeter player. Dude, super cool chase down block. Steal the ball. He can do anything you ask him to. He is the shapeshifter, and I think that's what makes him so much more valuable than a lot of guys you might be able to pull up similar stats. I agree. I agree. Jaime Hawkins is having a good season. He's averaging two fewer points, the same amount of rebounds, two and a half fewer assists. Like, and the, 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 um, what's it called? Efficiency is just, it's really not close. Like, it's not, not particularly close. It's, he's shooting better from the field, but like, right, 6% drop from three, 6% drop from the free throw line. This, the blocks, like you mentioned, and I love Jaime Hawkins. I do. We talked about it before the draft. He's somebody I wanted the Celtics to go get. He's great, but imagine if they did. Not the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you you always go through. He probably wouldn't have played as much, but he would not have. Uh, he he is very good player. But Derek White basically is is awesome. Is the point of the segment. Anyways, next thing we got another guy who's awesome, Isaiah Thomas on the Views from the Rafter podcast. Uh, we have a bunch of quotes here. We're not going to read through all of them, but I still haven't listened to it. I've read some of the stuff, obviously. Need to listen to the full pod. Did you listen to the full pod or you just found quotes? In you know it? I didn't I listen to the full to. pod. I yeah, used to have that chance. Isaiah Thomas going on from the Raptors, but times have changed. Yeah, true. It would have been really cool to have him on from the Raptors a while back, but uh, yeah. he went on view from the Raptors, so he he got close. We, we were asking for a while, uh, but he said... Uh, when I experienced a standing ovation in my first few games of the homestand after I got traded, it felt like college. The energy felt like college. The love I got right away since that day. It's been the same love no matter if I'm playing for the Celtics, no matter if I visit Boston, whether on social media. The love has been so genuine. I don't know why, but I'll take it. You can't explain the love we have, the city of Boston, the organization, everything about it, my Celtics. Uh, excuse me, the Celtics myself. It's like a storybook. I wrote about it this summer. It was the perfect mix of this team isn't supposed to win and this guy isn't supposed to be that good. And nobody loves an underdog like sports, good sports cities do. Right. Like look Correct. at like, it's not exactly the same thing, like, but like the city of Philadelphia will always love Nick Foles because he won them a yeah. Super Bowl as a guy who probably shouldn't have ever won a Super Bowl in his life, right? It's like, funny you mentioned Philly because I was going to say Philly and I was going to be like, yeah, like they love underdogs so much that they made a statue of a fake guy that was an underdog in a movie. It's also true. <laughs> That's also true. But like you look at – I'm trying to think of other examples. Like it's just – there, there isn't many like it, well, it Andre is, Ingram, that guy, he like showed sure, up and played for the sure. Lakers and he had a couple of really good games. Like everybody loved it so much that he became the template for 2K's my career. Mm-hmm. A lot of look 2K at, talk in the first 10 minutes of the show. But look, look, at, it, look at the we the we believe Warriors. They won one series, but everyone loves them because like, was, like sick. Eight, yeah, the eight seed. <laughs> the one they weren't seed. supposed so, to. It, it's like this weird catching uh is this expression catching fire in a bottle or catching light catching lightning in a bottle excuse me sorry even he uh, was fun last year until they played yeah. the celtics yeah yes but like <laughs> like isaiah thomas and celtics caught lightning in a bottle they managed to 
go on this tear that no one expected them to. He loved playing for the city. The city loved watching him play. He went through a lot while he was here and he played through it and he battled through it. And like, I mean, that was the first good Celtics team that I got to watch. Well, when I, after I was like in depth watching the Celtics, obviously I was alive in 08, but I wasn't watching closely. Like I I always say my first favorite player was Jeff Green. That's because I started watching when Jeff Green was the best player on the Celtics. Um, Top five pick. Shout out Jeff Green. Shout out Talking Seas. But like, I remember watching Isaiah Thomas and just like, how the hell is this guy scoring thirty a night? Like, how how is he doing this? How, it was how exciting. Is he? Too. He, it was electric, crazy, man. Uh, the love for Isaiah Thomas was was deep, and it's still like the because he didn't go out. You know, he didn't. Obviously, the way it ended sucked. Right, we all know that. We all acknowledge that. At, at the same time, it was still the smart trade to do at the time, because like it was, it was a good trade at the time. I almost feel like that trade benefited his legacy in Boston, because there was no stay too long, wasn't able to get the job done. There was no he faded out and he had the Kemba Walker situation where he wasn't good. That's at exactly what happened. Yeah, so like because he got traded and because it wasn't his choice to leave and because of all the videos that came out of like him being upset that he had to leave. He has this like eternal love in the city of Boston for what he did, even though quite literally the next year you saw that he was not the same player. And so like it it was a good trade at the time and it probably benefited the Celtics, but because that version of Isaiah Thomas never existed in a Celtics uniform, it is now this, he's always going to be remembered for those good times. And I think that's, that's not something you get a lot in sports. I know we did a video on this, but we did it from the other perspective. I do wonder if he was never traded. If the team would have even had any like difference because they made that run to the conference finals without Kyrie the year after and Hayward was out too. It's just kind of funny. It's like he could have stuck around and maybe made a finals. Like he still could have like had like that, hey, look how sick it is. Like he's a part of this. But you're absolutely right. He would have been Kemba. I mean, like you said, yeah. he was not the same. He showed up with the Cavs and he was the LeBron scapegoat and they traded him. And then he just bounced around after that. And it's a, it's a tough fate. Uh, I always feel bad for the LeBron scapegoats. But Isaiah will always be loved in Boston. That's clear. He he talked about it. He talks about how just about every time like Isaiah tweets, everyone's like, hey, don't forget, like we all love you. Yes. So I mean, we, yeah. we did the little runaround with Bobby where we were like, what if he came back at the end of the bench? And like I stand by, I don't see any negatives to it. I do think it could be a distraction, and I do think it could uh ruin part of that aura about him where he was like a mythical figure. He showed up, turned up for two and a half years, and then that was the end of it. And to the point of how he did that, watching that Tatum-Minnesota game and how awesome it was and and how great the clutch performance, that was like every night for the 2017 season. Yeah, Like twice a week you would get Isaiah games where, oh, I don't know if they're going to win this one. And he explodes for like 15 points down the stretch. You're like, this guy rules. Yeah, it it was – excuse me. It was nuts to watch. Um, you mentioned would things have just been the same? Did Isaiah Thomas throw a lot of lobs? 
I don't remember. I don't think so. So maybe he, Gordon Hayward. How many assists he averaged a game? <laughs> Not a lot. I don't think he, he he didn't have a whole lot of guys to pass the ball to. In, in, in fairness to him. But. Well, what I'm saying is maybe Gordon Hayward yeah. doesn't snap his leg. <laughs> Kyrie's not there. Uh, he averaged. Jared yeah, he nods averaged, in the chat. He's, he's nodding. Six assists a game. That's actually more than I thought he did. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The know. year he won MVP, or he was in the MVP running, I should say. Twenty-eight point nine points, two point seven rebounds, five point nine assists on forty-six thirty-eight splits. He was so good that year. That was so crazy. The crazy part about those numbers is like you look at somebody like Tatum now, and of course Tatum's scoring is down this year because he's had to sacrifice. But like even last year, he became the first Celtic ever to average thirty. Yeah, like, that was only a little bit better than Isaiah. Like when Isaiah was here, those were the he was the one on the graphic during the national TV game. Like, hey, look, like these other guys did score amount. Uh, score amount score this amount per game like he's one of them yeah he got close man he talked about you know playing through uh the death of his sister saying he still wants to make it a be a return says he's staying ready he's healthy uh but yeah i mean the the time with isaiah he said my love is the same for the city it feels like a second home to me you would think i played 10 years there and won 10 championships and it's kind of true um th- there is no player in celtics history that didn't win a title that gets more love in the city than Isaiah Thomas. That's a fact. It's just true. And you could think Marcus Smart, but I think there's a lot That's more people who, who I, there's a lot more people who dislike Marcus Smart. You you'd be hard pressed to find a single Celtics fan that dislikes Isaiah Thomas. True. It's it, he was a tough guy to hate and uh, seemed like a pretty good guy all around. So no reason to dislike yeah. him. You know what's funny? And this can be the last thing. Remember when they just signed all the random guys because of COVID? It's yeah. kind of funny they never brought him back. I think it's what Bobby said on Talking Seas yesterday. It's just you don't want to taint that legacy, man. Like, 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 and and on top of that, I feel like if you bring Isaiah in, there will be the expectations from fans and from Isaiah of I want to play. Like, I don't think he wants to just be trotted around like a. a you know, look, he's, he's back. Playing. Exactly, he wants to play, and that's fine. But he's just he's not going to play on this team, and maybe he could have played on that team, but. Eh. That team went to the finals that year, which is weird to think about. Like I always associate the COVID ten no. days with the year prior. With well, they the, did. Yes, it, they did. Yeah, yeah. right. I always associate with the year prior. Before. Exactly, but uh, no. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, let's move on over to the email, which means we can give away some popcorn. Let's see who's winning some in pop needle popcorn today. We've got six entries on the board. Let's see who gets a chance. Oh, Chris is um. Is Chris getting Tibbs's? Should we take him off? I think Chris is getting Tibbs's popcorn. Chris, okay. Uh, Chris, you know who you are. You always watch. Email us at hbtcpod at gmail.com. Tibbs gave you his popcorn entry. Um, Pete, I will handle your email today. I just saw it when we went to look, so don't worry about it. All right. <clears throat> Five entries. Chris, you already won. Don't worry about it. Let's see who gets the popcorn. Ooh. Fat C. <laughs> nice. E seven eight one two. I'll respond. Get you hooked up with some popcorn. I know I send us an email at how about yes. MCs. Get the process going because everyone's always like, "How do I claim it?" Yes, send That's us an email at HBTC Pod. I'm typing it out now. I'm responding to his comment uh, at HBTC Pod at gmail.com with your name and phone number, and we'll get you hooked up. Um, that's for Pete and for Chris who both won, uh, and for Fatsy who I just responded to 
your YouTube comment. He said, what's popping? Uh, I want that popcorn. Well, you're going to be getting that popcorn, brother. There you okay. go. <clears throat> All right. Next, let's go to the email, starting with RJ. What's popping on Talking Seas when sports news turns into regular news <clears throat> from a couple days ago? Afternoon, guys. I was listening to you and Bobby Karitsky in Monday's Talk and See segment about Ime's exit from Boston 16 months ago. One thing that almost never gets brought up is uh, was how at the heart of it, it's all an HR story. An employee crossed the line with regards to their behavior towards another employee, gets investigated. HR says, here's what we can and should do. That means that the person who filed the complaint has a right along with an expectation of privacy. <clears throat> uh, it's that last part that got and still gets routinely trampled as everyone wants to report the on-court ramifications of the situation. Usually these matters are managed uh, in a fashion that keeps things confidential, both to shield the compliant from retribution as well as give the offender an opportunity to reform their behaviors. Oftentimes, however, someone thinks it's their interest to spill the details. Frankly, I don't know what Udoka had to gain by calling a liar this late in the game. Celtics fans have their opinion of him at this point. I would expect most of us don't waste a lot of energy on him now. Here's hoping the Celtics have a good game in Toronto. Be well, RJ. Um, yeah, he did it to himself. Like it was, it was an internal issue. It was not anything to do on the court. It's his own fault. <clears throat> I will also say, I do also feel bad for Nia Long and her family because, like, this was such a public thing that it must have been hard for them. And I know she's complained and been upset with the way it was handled, which is also tough because, like, it almost has to be at least partially public because they're letting go of a guy who led them to a championship and they have to give some explanation, but you could tell the the stress that Brad Steven was under uh, with the people in his organization. So uh, the, the heart of all, of all of it for me is he did it to himself and I wholeheartedly trust Brad Steven's decision-making uh, in the process. So that's, that's where I'll, I'll leave it. Yeah. You got to trust Brad. Glad this weekend is over. I'm sick of eBay. But, I agree. I mean, this is not a knock on RJ either. I mean, the email came on Monday, so it's still relevant. Don't worry about it, though, Sam. Four more days till they're in Houston. We'll get more of it for you. Yeah, but, like, it was more <laughs> about the he's know, back at the arena and all that. I'm just messing around. All right. Next thing we got. Uh, sorry, I got I saw Woj, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's uh, just tweeting yeah. today. Well, yeah, I mean, Warriors coach had a medical emergency. That is terrifying, but. I hope he gets better. Anyways, last email. We only had a couple today from <clears throat> Ian. Uh, shout out Ian. Ian Edson. Uh, what'd you say? One of the goats. Oh, yeah. The emails are He's... fire. <clears throat> Do you got what's popping? It takes. Uh, Do you got what it takes? Greetings and salutations. I've been able to catch more live content, both NBA games and CN... nice. CLNS coverage. So have a JB... Uh, a JB and a D white thing I'd like to bring up for discussion. Double JB question mark. We've all seen Tatum grow and learn how to defeat the double strong passing vision, spin out of it, aggressive step back over them. At this point, I'm almost hoping teams blitz and double Tatum because it seems like it's almost always going to result in good motion or a decent shot that we have an advantage on the glass, but I'm not seeing the same benefits, excuse me, when Brown gets doubled. If he can't sprint around it or either pass or finish out of a layup, I see is a great reset pass that gains no advantages in the best turn uh, at best and a turnover at worst. Am I still missing his skill? Uh, here to not being able to watch full broadcast on most night, or is my assessment fair against JB and potential worry for playoff teams against Philly and Miami? Pray for D. White snub. 
with how physically and high energy D white plays, it takes a toll on his body. And this man hates taking these off days off for rest and recovery might be a blessing to not have him on the all-star team, even as an alternate, just to give this man a break. I want him to make it and he probably deserves to make it, but it would be, and it would be cool for his personal stats and accolades to make it. We probably should hope he doesn't fun like little that. story. <clears throat> I disagree, but we can talk fun little story to end it off. My buddy works in the sports industry currently in the event coordination and has noticed an unfortunate string of coincidences works for the Paw Sox that year. They decided to move out of Pawtucket works for the Red Sox. That's the year Cora is fired and Mookie Betts gets traded works for the Pats this year <laughs> for when season Phil is gone. So we all want to know which sports city slash franchise should he go to next? I'm partial to Miami for the heat and dolphins dismantling. Why not? Thanks Lakers. for banter at Lace and houses. Yeah. Go to LA. Uh, on my favorite sports team, Ian Sods. P.S. Due to username shenanigans, I have also Boris uh, on the YouTube chat. Well, okay. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Uh, <clears throat> these two things. One, double JB. I will say, and I can pull it up because I remember it very vividly. JB did, and it's very niche, and it's like, oh, it's one time. I do think JB still struggles, obviously, more than Tatum passing out of doubles. He did have a nice pass out of a double against Houston a few nights ago um, because... The Raptors were throwing doubles at those two all night, and, and he did a good job of, I think he found KP for a shot. I'm going to find it, but I, I think JB's definitely been better at uh, at passing out of doubles and just passing in general. I agree. I, I think he does a pretty uh, solid job when he's playing on the post, too. And I think that's very important because he's pretty decent, at least with the quick spin, half back to the basket moves, I guess, not necessarily the post, but still. He's able to slow things down, make the right pass, and I think we've seen a lot more of that from him this year. It's a big leap that he took after the playoffs last year when we all saw it kind of exposed. It was very frustrating. It's all people talked about. He gets a new contract, and everyone's like, this guy can't even take care of the ball. Why the hell are they paying him? Well, he's somebody that traditionally has improved every single season of his career, so it looks like this is the avenue he's going to take this year in, in improvement. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't find the the assist because it didn't directly lead to a Jalen bucket. Uh, that's a lie. I did find it. Oh, pull it up. Look at me. Uh, he did get completely smothered right here by Shangun and Jabari Parker. Um, played a good double. Found Porzingis. Porzingis made the beautiful pass to the corner and easy three. <clears throat> so he it's not perfect. He does struggle for a second, but he finds Porzingis uh, eventually. Gets it out to him. Porzingis makes crazy pass to D white in the corner. So credit to him for that. Um, as far as the D white snub thing, listen, I don't think if, if this was a guy who's been a two time all-star three time all-star before. Sure. But he's never been an all-star. You, you want to make it that first time you want to get it on the belt. And let's be honest with ourselves. He's got to play six minutes. This isn't a Kemba situation. He's, he's, he's not going to play a lot in the game. I'd rather him get the accolade. He is clearly a, a knock on wood like guy who likes to play a lot. Everybody in the Celtics outside of Porzingis and Horford is not a injury risk every time they step on the court. Knock on wood again. Knock, but like, knock on all the wood. Throughout the course of their careers, they have been pretty you know good at playing through stuff, being good, being on the court. Derek White, six minutes in all-star game for something that he may never get to experience again in his life. I want it. Like, I want it for him. And he, no one deserves it more than Derek White. I don't I anybody think in the league. From a sports standpoint, a, a physiological, whatever the hell it is, the way your body works standpoint, it's important to continue to use muscles and continue to stay sharp. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. 
I mean, it's a fact. Like they talked no. about it. I think it was on the Reddit pod with Paul George, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they talk about load management and stuff, and I think it's very important that he doesn't miss these games. I was kind of joking when we went through the email, but if you just like rest, it's kind of hard to get going again. You get out of your rhythm. If he's able to play in the All Star game, he's obviously not going to play a ton of minutes, but he's also going to be practicing and playing and spending time on the court while other people on vacation. Like that's not nothing. Mm-hmm. I will say. Because Derek White has a legitimate shot of making it this year, I do wish that there was a draft still to see where he would get drafted. No, just, I'd be curious. What do you mean? You, you would get your feelings hurt, is what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think you'd go over a couple of these guys. You're telling me LeBron doesn't want somebody who doesn't need the ball in his hands? He'd pick that guy first. <laughs> he said, get, okay, buddy, come over here. Stand in the corner. <laughs> uh, do the no, fake I, draft again to be like... He, uh, if you Nobody's are going to get their feelings hurt here, we're just going to have the reserves get picked first, even though the last guy of the reserves would still be the last pick. If you're LeBron James or Giannis, do you pick Rudy or Derek White? You probably pick Derek White. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think either of us had Rudy. So no, we didn't. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, all right. Thank you all for the emails. We appreciate it very much. Let's move on to the NBA section of the show uh, with our Podly NBA standings check-in. Let's see who's winning. Let's see who's losing. Uh, and let's see if the Pistons are getting any closer to that 10-game losing streak. Spoiler alert, Sam. They won a game. They did win. The Pistons, Pistons won. won the uh, ass off. <clears throat> the toilet bowl, as yeah. James Edwards called it. Uh, yeah, man, they beat the Wizards. They have won one in a row. They are now only two and eight in their last 10. Finally have won four games. They're sneaking up to the rest of the ass teams from being super ass to just normal ass, which is... <laughs> yeah. Cats football power rankings where he just has ass, super ass. Oh, he does he? All the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that he does that, and I wish I could uh, do it for the NBA. I was so, so proud of... Left. I was so proud of super ass, but I forgot. Why? Just be theft. Just do it. Theft. No, Our industry no, no, is theft. No, you can't. You can't do it. You Why? Can't. It's integrity of the game. Who cares? Just, just tag them on Twitter. Say, shout out Big Cat. How about them Celtics is doing our super ass rankings? And you can rank the teams in the pod account. We'll do, do a chart. Maybe do it on the pod account. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be fun. Do it on the pod account. We can do our we can do our podly rankings on the show, then tweet them out. That's not what I wanted. No, I just do. Did I hit that? Uh, no, I did it. I'm having an aneurysm. I was trying to put up the <laughs> session. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm saying we every time we do the NBA standings check in, we do. Let us know in the in the comments. Would it be dishonorable? <clears throat> no, I, I think I, you can I, tag I, it. I get very, I, I get very antsy around the line with that. We can call it the Big Cat NBA Super Ass Rankings. We can we can title it him in the title. It is him. I think it'd be Maybe. funny. I and think we can change up too. the names too, but I think as long as we tag them on Twitter, say we're stealing this from Big Cat. I mean, how we did game shows this summer that I stole directly from JJ Reddick. Like it's not like we haven't stolen uh, stuff uh, before. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Anyways, NBA standings, top of the Eastern Conference. Everybody in the top five is on at least a two-game win streak. Terrible. Celtics have won two in a row. Three in a row for the Bucks and the Sixers. Five in a row for the Cavs, who are soaring up the standings. And three in a row for the Heat. Uh, Pacers have lost two. Knicks lost one. And then the rest of the, the Eastern Conference is either one win or a bunch of losses in a row. Very up and down uh, towards the bottom. N- in fact, nobody below the Knicks, who are in seventh, have an above 500 record in their last 10 games. So 
think not we're starting to see look. it. We're starting to see it play out. We're starting to see who's real, who's not. We're starting to see which split. teams might start buying out guys. <clears throat> You're seeing the split. You're seeing this what Nets have been taking a tumble for a while. Yeah, they now. suck. They suck. <laughs> Not very good. Uh, just, I saw a report today that said they declined uh, an offer from Mikael Bridges. That was four first round picks last year. Yeah. C- come on now. What are we doing? Four? Uh, the question is if they were real first round picks or Nick's first round picks where it's like, oh, protected top 90. Mm-hmm. Like, but four first round picks is four first round picks. Anyways, looking out west, Timberwolves, two in a row. Losses for the Thunder Nuggets, two for the Thunder, one for the Nuggets. Uh, some oh, wins in shameful there. Shameful losses. Yeah. Thunder oh. losing to the Lakers, Nuggets losing to Philly. True. Unfortunate there. Clippers, Mavericks, one apiece. Clippers did beat the Thunder as well, so they lost their LA games. Longest win streak in the NBA, though, Sam, you might ask. <laughs> The 9-1 in their last 10 Utah Jazz, who have won six games in a row to go from 16-20 and 20 to 22-20. and 20, Good for uh, them, And are dude. in ninth place. I'm it's... telling you, they're, they're a deadline team. Watch them. <clears throat> in Watch what Danny way? Cook. I think Danny's going to be like, look, like these guys are winning. There's a reason to kind of bring in another piece to help them. I don't know who it is. Don't ask me. But maybe he cooks around the edges here, and it's like, what about this guy? I, I think they might be buyers for the future. I think they could be a mix because I think they could sell some of the guys who are veterans in the last years of their contracts. Who are like, we don't know if we want these guys as a long term part of our future, but they're playing well for us. Maybe we can flip them, get picks, and get players who could be good. Sort of like what they did last year, right? Like last year they were what they ended up selling Vanderbilt. They ended up selling. Probably. Conley, like you could understand why easily too. I think was on the jazz. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, they're having a solid season this year. But uh, if you look at their contract situation heading into the end of the year, like Olinick's on an expiring, Horton Tucker's on an expiring, Fontecchio's on an expiring, Chris Dunn's on an expiring. Like they have a lot of guys who you could look at and say, mm, maybe we move these guys now rather than lose them for nothing. That said, over the last ten games. Marking in mm. one of the best home records in the conference. Just look like up and down the list real quick. That's what I was just doing. I was like, it's only like Denver Clippers, Timberwolves that are like head and shoulders above them. Like they're up there with some of the best home teams in the West. That is crazy that they're 15 to five. If they're a little bit better on the road, they'd be a really good team. (laughs) That is crazy. Like that's, that's the West. Like we can all look at it and be like, well, these guys like, a lot of these teams are competitive, and this is a prime display of why. Mm-hmm. I will say, that. speaking of home win streaks, uh, I'm going to say this now instead of against the Nuggets so I don't jinx it because it's the Spurs, and hopefully I still don't jinx it. You can now bet on the Celtics going 41-0 and at home this season. Can you? <laughs> yeah, it's plus 6,000. <laughs> what a dopamine hit that would be. Like, I'm going to have the same level of like excitement if I yeah. bet on it. But if you add the bet, ten dollar bet wins you six hundred dollars. Ten dollar bet wins yeah six thousand dollars. Six hundred to one is plus six thousand. No, it wins six hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure. Did you just check it? Yeah, six plus six hundred is six to one. You're correct. You're correct. My yeah, bad. I was like, whoa, whoa, buddy, I'll go bet that right now if that's the case. Uh, no, yeah, but 
interesting to see what the Jazz do. I agree. Um, I feel like they, they could get better, but like how much better can they get is my only issue with that. Like, can they get better enough to compete with the top teams in the East? I don't think so. Or the West, I mean. Um, so it, it, it's a weird situation. Anyways, next NBA thing we got is something dropped by Shams Tarania of The Athletic. Uh, is that the Pacers and the Raptors conversations about a potential Pascal Siakam trade are heating up. They're the hottest they've ever been. Jake Fisher just had a new wrinkle saying Jordan DeWar was part of the latest package featuring Bruce Brown for the Pacers efforts. Uh, Shams noted that the package uh, surrounded three first round picks, which is a lot for a guy who might not come back if he doesn't want to. He's been adamant. Siakam has been adamant per Mark Stein of wanting to hit free agency this summer. Dangerous plays from the Pacers. I like the fit. I like it a lot. He's another guy you can create his own shot. He's a guy you can play off the ball a little bit with Halliburton there, off cuts in the corner. He's been shooting pretty well from three uh, for stretches this season. If you trade three first-round picks for him and he leaves in free agency, that is a disaster and a waste of Tyrese Halliburton. I, I, I wrote this today. I wrote it for my, the Pacers site, fan-sided. Hottest Pacers trade rumor has disaster potential if report comes true. If they trade three first round picks and he leaves, disaster for the Tyrese Halliburton era in Indiana. That's you can't do that. That this is they're treading. They need to tread lightly in this situation, in my opinion. No, I mean I agree. That that's not crazy, and especially because like, let's see what what are the pages in right now? Sixth, seventh, fifth. Uh, I just closed the standings. They are in sixth place. Sixth place. Sixth they're place. not separated by much, but. Like last year, right? They were playing really good ball, and they were around the play-in, and then they fell off a cliff. They could easily got do that again if Siakam leaves, and they already have to give up pieces that are already on the team. Mm-hmm. Like you're not guaranteed success enough to give up draft picks, or at least that many, if you make this trade. I will say, as far as the players they'd be giving up, they'd be giving up Buddy Heald, who is in the last year of his contract. Bruce Brown, who is effectively in the last year of his contract because he has a team option next year. So it's like you can pick. And then Jordan Noir, who doesn't play. And even if they threw in Jairus Walker, which doesn't sound like they'll have to, the rookie doesn't play. So like your rotation would probably be okay. I saw an iteration that had Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, and Pascal would just effectively be replacing Obi Toppin, who is amazing on offense and quite literally perhaps the worst defensive player. It's John Collins, basically. Um, He'd be better on defense. It's, it's Collins, too. They're both athletic. Yeah, it's just that it's... it's. They don't have the, the smarts, I guess. They're vertically athletic. I don't know how laterally athletic they are, if that makes sense. That should translate. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's weird. Uh, the Raptors... This is from Shams when he broke it. The Raptors Pacers are actively engaged in trade talks running around two-time All-Star forward Pascal Siakam. That would send him to Indiana for a package that includes Bruce Brown, other salaries, three first-round draft picks. Uh, Raptors have been engaged in discussions with several teams and a potential Siakam deal, but conversations with the Pacers have gained steam in recent day, uh, those sources say. Sources briefed on the talks between the two teams say that there have been several back-and-forth proposals made. While the two sides have been described as being far along in the process, according to sources, they have yet to finalize or agree on a deal. So, very sounds like they're getting close. Sounds like we could see a, a Woj bomb or a Shams Shams grenade. I feel like wrong calling it a Shams bomb. I feel like he needs a different word, but grenade doesn't seem big enough. Shams and Sham, Shams nuke seems a bit too aggressive. <laughs> Shams, Shams uh, strike. Shams uh, surge. 
Woj bombs and close off the tongue way too easily. It does. I'm gonna type bombs. Sham snipe. The... Sham snipe. There you go. That's it. I typed. Uh, I typed. Wo- uh, bomb synonym into Google, and I feel like I'm gonna be in a watch list. Now. You're on the list. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> How can Anyways. I talk about this operation I'm planning with my friends, but do it more discreetly, just in case they pull up our text messages? Bomb synonym. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't, uh, want to, you don't want to keep saying bomb, especially as like somebody that's a writer. You're gonna be this pod. It, never gonna is shadow banned. <laughs> no one's seeing this because they're talking about this. <laughs> Anyways, um, next NBA thing we got uh, going on today. Hell yes. uh, Is Sam's perhaps favorite story. Do you want to lead it off? This is your favorite. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, So if you missed it yesterday, this is uh, unfortunate from a Celtics angle because the Celtics had applied for the 2026 All-Star game. Yeah. They have fallen. It will not be them. It will be the LA Clippers who will host it in their new arena, which will be built in the next few seasons. I think that's partly why they went in on this team so hard because they want to have a good roster to fill seats. Now, Steve Ballmer, one of the GOATs, he spoke at the press conference with Adam Silver yesterday where they announced this, and he gave us a little bit of uh, interesting information. So a part of this new arena, we've heard about they're going to have many, many toilets. They're going to have a lot of seats that will track different things, and they will have a specific fan section called the wall. Uh, similar to how soccer has kind of diehard fan sections, they will have this in their new arena. The wall will have several rules, including no opposing fans, no cheering for opposing players and other things. And fans who make the most noise and perform the best will receive discounts to the team's store. Balmer said this. He said, if you get up, we'll know you stood up. As long as you want us to know, you have to give them permission. We'll know how loudly you cheer. If you're on those things, we'll give you little discounts around the shop to reinforce excellent behavior that we want and need out of our fans. Straight fire from the man. And anytime you get a, a chance to listen to Steve Ballmer, it truly is special. I sent it to my girlfriend and she said, mm. it sounds like he just got hit on the head before going up there to speak. <laughs> and she also said it's kind of funny that the wall section is meant to keep out the, uh, what did he what did she say? The outsiders. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. It's kind of this hard. From the top of the wall. Is this the Jumbotron? It's got to be. That is. Uh, that's obscene. That I mean, is almost. This is un- a Steve Ballmer production, Jack. This I don't is know almost what unnecessarily large. <laughs> like, that is. You can you can barely even see the basket. <laughs> well, they definitely like set it up so you can see the basket exactly. I know, but like. That is nuts. He said, what's the biggest this thing can be without it obstructing views? And then they made it. Now, the, the best part about this is you have to think about, like, the board meetings they had. And they were like, what do we call this thing? I saw someone that said, uh, these jackets need to be the Clippers City uniforms next year. Because <laughs> they It'll wore them so much. Well, like, you got to think, like, they're like, what do we call this fan section? Like, everyone's going around. This one guy's like, the wall. <laughs> it's the Shane Gills meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh nah. The, the Clippers Arena is gonna be very sick. I'm excited. I'm hopefully that's one of the ones I want to go to eventually. That would be very fire. But speaking of the Clippers, Paul George. Unlike the Lakers, they will own their own arena. This is true. And also the wall, also great way to keep Lakers fans out, which in LA. So yeah. shout out. Fair. Build a wall. Uh, 
Speaking of the Clippers, Paul George recently spoke about uh, this is about the the trade that brought him. Sorry, I saw trade and I assumed. Yeah, uh, L.A. Uh, trade says both sides won. No, I got it. Sorry, I was confused because I I was thinking Pacers when I thought Paul George because there was some Pacers news too, but this was a different trade. Um, Both sides won. I did think it was quite a lot. The Clippers were willing to give up. Their commitment to me is my commitment to them. Both sides won. We knew Shea was going to be really, really good, but he's special. Talking about the Thunder trade, and I do think both sides won. I know the Thunder got a lot back in that deal, but like in hindsight, like at the time, you make that deal 10 times out of 10. You just do. You get Paul George, you get Kawhi. Like, you couldn't have known the injuries would have gotten that bad. You had all the talent. You didn't know Shea was going to get this good. Would he have gotten this good if he wasn't in OKC getting his own team? It's a lot. You still make that trade regardless. Um, but yeah, Paul George has been a part of what now two win win trades, I would argue. Pretty cool. Yeah, the, the OKC one panned out to be a good one for them. Uh, wound up getting oh, Simonis returned to the Halliburton and Oladipo, mm-hmm. who was an all-star for them. So, yeah, good for him. It, it probably helps his legacy amongst, like, those teams, too. Like, fans aren't, like, him leaving ruined our team for X amount of years. Like, no, yeah. Paul George leaving your team actually, like, set you up pretty well. Like, Clippers, maybe you actually want him to leave. Yes, very true. I will also say, sorry, my dog just got off my bed. Um, there was some news from Mark Stein that Paul, Kawhi Leonard's extension ruined offseason plans. The Sixers and Pacers were ready to go after George in free agency next year. But Don't since be. Leonard resigned, that's going to happen. Yeah, so keep him out west, as Sam would say. Although, I, selfishly, so, keep him out. selfishly, I think Indiana return would have been very fun. From, from an unbiased oh, perspective. Paul George, not Kawhi. Yes, yes, they oh, would I go after Paul go George. After no, 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 no. But since Kawhi resigned, Paul George is also going to resign, et cetera, et cetera. But I think PG and Halliburton and Indy, as annoying as it would be for Boston, would be very, very cool. Like two, two errors coming together, that would have been that would have been very sick. But I don't care for it. <laughs> Shocker. Anyways, last NBA thing. Jimmy Butler is reportedly working on a country album. Mm. Uh, I didn't know this until I read it, and I kind of chuckled. Uh, said been quietly working on his old. Who 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 reported this? Do you know? Uh, it was in the Guardian. Okay, been working quietly working on his own country album for over a year. He says, and while he's amassed about sixty songs for the project, he aims to have recorded around two hundred to choose from when it's all said and done. Uh, and then you said he talked about his country love on Hot Ones when he was on it, which was Jimmy in Butler. So it's been a while. Jimmy Butler's quite the character man what a guy that is special this guy like dicks around all year and makes a country <laughs> album and in april he's gonna show up and murder some team and ruin their fan base's spring that's unbelievable uh, stuff he's got his coffee he, he's he's a busy guy you know what it looks like he could have a chance to play the bucks or the sixers in the first round and that's A-OK with me. I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's all fun and games until he's there in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, brother. Celtics even get that far. All, all they need to do is melt down. Is there a team you would rather play less than the Heat in the playoffs? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to say any team from the West because that means they made the finals. Uh, I really don't think it would be fun to play the Pacers. Yeah. They beat the Celtics twice. Uh is there a team you I'll rephrase? Is there a team you're more you would be more worried about than the Heat? 
not more worried, but I, yeah. I would have I would put the Pacers slightly below them. So you'd rather play the Bucks or the Sixers than the Pacers? Maybe not the Bucks. Okay. I, I wouldn't be thrilled about the Bucks, but when you think about playing the Bucks, it's like, oh, like that'll be the conference finals. Like that's what you expect. Yeah, but you're fine with Philly. I mean, they just don't lose to Philly. It's just how it goes. I mean, last year I thought it was I thought it was gonna catch up to all of us. I like, know it, like, it almost oh, did. Like, this is gonna be the year. And I kept saying it to you when we were going into this year. I was like, I know. oh, like, I don't know. It just feels like they're due, like this is the best team they've had, and Philly's like due to spoil it eventually. Like, I'm still like I still have that in the back of my head for this year, but we'll see when it comes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't got anything else you want to do the rat list now. Yeah. All right, let's jump over the rat list. Um, I'll start it off. Uh, very silly, very easy one. Uh, the the ice cream machine at McDonald's being broken. So I, I all I wanted last night was a McFlurry. All I wanted. Did you did you leave your house for the McFlurry? No. I don't feel bad then. Why? I don't feel bad. Why? It's not as painful. You opened DoorDash and it was like no. Yes, but <laughs> when I did it a few nights ago, it let me buy it, and then it okay. was, just didn't show right. up. So, like, pick one. I, I just, at least it wasn't is there. there a Dairy last Queen night. near you? Just get a Blizzard. No, there's no Dairy. We have Queen one now. close to me. Well, good for you. Kind of near I don't where Ball is. If you're ever like, I really wish I had Dairy. Yeah, I will say I did get a strawberry shake from McDonald's. I was like, what is a shake? Really good. So I was very yeah, happy. So they had a strawberry shake, but they don't have ice cream. Yeah. Right. You, you take back the feel bad. The rats, man. No, <laughs> I don't choose, feel pick bad. And choose. Like, I feel bad that they let you pick it, and then we're like, no, we don't have this. But like you, that was a few nights ago. Yeah, was like, no, you just can't do this today. You be like, yeah, no. you would have more pain and suffering if you left your house, went to the drive-through. Hey, can I please have sure, like, yeah, a flurry? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, no. It was also like twelve thirty. <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask. Like I said, back in my prime, I would go at two in the morning. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so Ratlist is a good Ratlist. Yeah. Uh, so Ratlist, I'll I'll do like the least well known one, like universally known thing is uh, the Highway 95 goes through Providence, and the Rhode Island Department of Transportation has once again put their disgusting fingers on the morning commute by uh, implementing a new traffic pattern to the city. Now I don't know if it's necessarily their fault that this has been an issue, yeah. but. Drivers don't know how to handle it. It's pretty straightforward. There's two lanes that stick and they go through the city on 95 and you stay on 95. There's other ones that go into 146, other ones that get off, etc. It's essentially to streamline the merging process. So in theory, it should work. But for whatever reason, everybody's brains just fall out of their ears when they see, mind you, 95 shields on lanes. So it's like, hey, stay in this one if you want 95. Signs that tell you which lane to go in. They just have no idea. They're just like, uh, I, I'm not convinced as many people should have licenses. <laughs> Got to keep, uh, keep on testing every three years. If you, <laughs> it's just like one of those things. It was one of those situations. It's like, why is there traffic? Just drive. Yeah. Just drive is that, that is quite literally always the solution to traffic. Yeah. <laughs> just drive better. brother. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I, I haven't done much, man. I'm sitting here and work. Like this is every show, dude. I just, I, I just work. I just write all day. I don't do. No, anything. I mean, I haven't it, gone it's, out. It's your job. Like that's fine. Uh, um, 
I'll rat list the Bulls purely okay. because I have a terrible feeling they're not going to do anything at the trade deadline, and that would make my life terrible. Just yeah, it would give you please. a very strong lack of content. <laughs> just please, just please, please, please make a trade. <laughs> Dear God, like do do anything but nothing. There was a report that came out that was like Zach Levine, you know, the, the Bulls would happily trade him right now and Levine would happily walk out the door or whatever, but like, what the f- leave then? <laughs> but yeah, that's it's just annoying. I don't know. So if you're actually, we'll save that one. Ratless is Russ. Did you see this video? I linked it on the Google sheet so you can pull it up. Russell Westbrook, uh, notorious for kind of getting picked on by the fans, but also getting in with it with the fans. So when Minnesota was in LA this week to take on the Clippers, or maybe they were in Minnesota, I don't remember which one. There was a Timberwolves fan jawing at Westbrook. And Westbrook says, come down here and say it louder. So the guy did. And he just had simply no answer. He had, but the rat list is not because he had no answer for it. Because your response would be, what do you want him to do? Fight the guy? And no, I don't yeah. want him to fight the guy. <laughs> I would like, like, in this situation, right? He's like, come down, come down. And if you're on audio platforms, we have it pulled up. The guy comes down. And then he goes and talks to him. And he says whatever he said. But he has, like, no sense of humor about it. Like, I feel like if this happened to most other people, it would just be, like, a laugh. Like, it would be like, all right, like, respect. Like, you, you called me. But instead, you still try to act hard. Uh, <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> I will say that – did you see the other funny Russell Westbrook clip from this week? Well, he was on the bench laughing at Gobert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pull it up. So <laughs> – that wasn't like just odd in for in uh right excuse me interaction the other one was westbrook was on the bench and rudy gobert like whiffed a free throw and then he's talking to a fan he just goes hey let me know what he does on the second one and he's just like looking at the fan not watching the free throw and he, the fan goes i got you i got you and rudy gobert proceeds to airball the free throw and russ it goes to the fan he goes two he was two the catastrophe that's <laughs> all time i i like russ man i'm a big fan of russ he's funny what i like about russ is that he is he will always be himself no matter what the situation is and for better or for worse that motherfucker is russ and so i respect it i think he's entertaining I, i'm i'm a fan i like russ um but as who points it out rj or somebody pointed out i like everybody so it's it's fine i was in the the south the Celtics blog playback and I was like, Sam hates everybody. And I just goes, or do you just like everybody, Jack? I'm like, I think it's both. <laughs> yeah, it is both. I think it's a healthy it mix. Um, what else do I got? Uh, I don't know if I have too much else. I got um, another one. We can wrap. We can close on it. Uh, I'll tell one thing. It's not necessarily rattless. So I am, uh, I'm going to be moving out in September. Um, nice. I still live with my family right now with my mom and my siblings, etc. Uh, my stepdad, but I'm moving out into Alston, um, like a mile away from the Celtics practice facility, which is nice. So, uh, however, my room is a mess. Uh, I don't know what's going to fit in that room. And I know it's only January, but I'm going to be saying I have plenty of time until like June. And then I know that when that time comes around, I'm just going to be a moron. Uh, I don't know what furniture I'm going to have to bring. I currently use, let me see if I can find this. 
So I don't know if I've told you this. What I use um, as a desk right now. I wonder if I can find an image. Could you uh, use like a nightstand or something? Like a, a no, dresser? No. I you use, use a desk desk. Uh, no, I use a. So you ever been to a uh, a graduation party and you see one of these? Oh, you use the fold-out <laughs> Yeah, I have one of these. This is my desk. <laughs> I do have like a plastic desk for my work laptop when I'm at home, but and it works not... great. It's super wide. I've got a double monitor with a big TV as my second monitor. I've got a bunch of stuff on it. It's perfect. It's like sturdy. Um, but it is, it is not a real desk. So That's okay. You can move it. It's portable. It's true. It's great. But like I've just, ever since I've like confirmed that I'm definitely going to do it. I've like been figuring out like what I'm going to do. How's the Wi-Fi going to be? Am I going to be able to talk loud with my roommates? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a lot of stuff I'm thinking about heading into, uh, heading into that, but not, not a route. It's just something that's been on my mind, I suppose, but I'll let you wrap up the rap list here if you'd like. Yeah. So to wrap it up, uh, You'll remember last month, month and a half ago, that fucking dog was sitting courtside at the Lakers game. I stand Jack by. Jack was like, I don't know matter. how you could hate this. Like, this is just cool. Like, it's cool to have the dog there. And I'm like, well, no, it's still an animal. And like, even though it's well-trained, there's still like a possibility where it runs on the court or pees. And what did we see yesterday in Phoenix? And also a uh, little like side catching strays ratless to John Corrales because he must have did this like two seconds before it happened. But he tweeted like, this is great. We need dogs on the court for all halftime shows. And it was before this dog, if you didn't see it, pissed on the court in Phoenix. Now, to spoil it, the dog pissed on the court in Phoenix. It was like a it's performance. Like they had puppies out there. Show? Okay. Yeah. Sure. And it just straight. Oh, it was like a puppy? Peeing. Yeah. Which different. is, it, it is different. A lot different. Still. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not impossible. You can't bring a puppy onto the floor. It's different. It's trained. Like that, that's a big difference. That's like the entire difference. I mean, they were all puppies. There was like four puppies. Yeah, the bad. You shouldn't bring a puppy on the floor. That's stupid. The the dog that was it's in L.A. Stupid, was a full blown dog. Stupider. Yeah, I you have a, your your differentiator is valid. Yeah, but sure though, I'll, I'll, it's fine. That is funny though. Everybody you know, just being like, I love dogs. Dogs are the best. This is the greatest. It I will also happen. say, I will also say. Of things that could happen on the court, probably one of the easier things to clean up. It's just like a no, it is so realistically, it is. like it's not the end of the world. Um, I would argue it, it happened at the perfect time, halftime. Yeah, yeah, I'd argue there's even the halftime dog, lots worse stuff you could spill from that perspective than a dog peeing on the floor from people like yeah. getting food and like beer and all that stuff. So I don't know. That's what it's going to take, huh? The dog's going to have to have runny diarrhea before you're like, maybe this isn't the greatest. Shitting on the court would be pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Shitting on the court would be bad. But again, dog was trained. Was just very obviously a publicity stunt. I had no problem with it. It, Whatever. I like that. It's not obvious publicity stunt for the dog to piss on the court. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying the dog being there at the Lakers game was a publicity stunt. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) How would I spin that? How would the dog That's what I thought. Because that's what we were talking about. I was like, what are you talking about? That's no, why I didn't no, let it no, slide. No. I was like, no, like no, what? No, no, no. No, no. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I guess another rat list, last rat list. I left my uh, AirPods. In, no, you can leave it off. It's like two seconds. I left my AirPods in Vegas, I think. I think I told you that, though. But they're, yeah, they're just gone. Oh, yeah. That's a my mom got me new ones for Christmas, so it's fine. Uh, it's good. 
Yeah, not good. I told her I lost them like two days before Christmas, and she ordered them. She goes, you should have told me earlier. I'm like, well, I didn't lose them earlier. I didn't know. But yeah, anyways, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Um, we appreciate you all listening. Uh, leave us a review on Apple. I'm going to do my podly check just in case the Genki one is gone and I can be happy for once in my life. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's it's probably still Genki. Let's take a look. I didn't mean to. I love it. It's like 10 Genkis were there. Fuck you. I really like this Genki guy. He knows ball. It's still Genki. Somebody who listens on Apple has to hear this. Please leave a review with five stars. So Genki is not the first thing I see. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us your uh, uh, five stars there, too, and I'll let Sam wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening or watching. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads, like these pods, game recaps, talking C's with Bobby Kravitsky, film breakdowns and rumor breakdowns are all here, as well as the pregame stream a half hour before each game. It's a blast. Come hang out. Like Jack said, Streaming platforms, we're there. If you follow us, you'll get the pods and game recaps audio only right to your inbox. Leave a five-star review. Say something nice. If you want to reach out to us, the email is hbtcpod at gmail.com. As you see, we read the emails today. We always go through them. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just the name of the podcast. Our pregame streams are there as well as YouTube. Jack's Twitter. At Jack Simone NBA, mine, it's Sam LaFrance NBA, it's it for us. Bye.